everyone, in today's episode we talk about depression, isolation, and suicidal ideation. We understand these topics are potentially triggering for some listeners, so please listen at your discretion. And if you or someone you know is struggling, please use the crisis text line. It offers free 24-7 support to those in crisis. Detroit Love Under Arms has actually partnered with them to connect people with a trained counselor. All you have to do is text TULOHA, which is T-W-L-O-H-A, to the number 741-741. A trained crisis counselor receives that text and responds quickly. To find more 24-hour helplines, counseling centers, and support groups, you can also head to tuloha.com slash findhelp. That's T-W-L-O-H-A dot com slash findhelp. You're listening to The Wonder Podcast, brought to you by Be The Change Youth Initiative, where we believe everyone should be seen, heard, and loved. We're committed to educating, equipping, and empowering youth to use their lives in advocacy for others. The Wonder Podcast was created to be a space where we truly see and hear one another, because when we listen to people's stories, empathy is cultivated. So we'd like to invite you along with us as we listen and learn from others. This is The Wonder Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Sydney, and I have my brother Brayden with me today. Hey everybody. Uh, Brayden is 16 and an amazing singer-songwriter, and just the most genuine brother in person that I personally know, is your heart's cold. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) So before we start talking about your story and getting into the details a little bit, I thought it'd be great to have an icebreaker where we just ask you three random questions that I think I already know the answers to, but just so people get a chance to know you better. (laughs) Okay, so first question, who is your favorite artist? Oh, that's that's a hard one. (laughs) Um, Right now, I'd probably say no more. Yeah. I mean, that's always the right answer. <laughs> um, okay, second one. Who's your favorite Marvel character? Black Panther. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that too, but it's so great that people know this about you. Black Panther, always, always. Um, and then who's your favorite person in general? Don't don't answer that. That was no, supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Uh, well, I want to thank you for coming on today, and um, we're going to share a little bit of your story. I'm excited for people to hear it. We shared a lot about it on the road, um, but I think being able to sit down and have an honest conversation about things that you've struggled with and how you felt during that time is going to be super great for other people to hear especially on a podcast because you've never done a podcast before and so I thought I mean this is the place about sharing your stories and we really want to highlight what other people are doing to um, be an encouragement to others I thought it would be great to start with you because we do music together we do be the change together and we're starting to do more of it now so yeah I'm really excited so thank you for doing that with me so the first time you shared your struggles with depression and suicidal ideation was during a show in Austin, Texas while we were on the road. So that was May 2019. Um, When during that time did you start noticing 
a difference in how you were feeling? Before the shows? Uh, when, when you were struggling. When I was around 13, I don't remember what, how it specifically began, but mm -hmm. I do remember that I was 13. Yeah. Can you explain to me, like, what that was like for you? Yeah. Um, it's, I was always in my head. Mm -hmm. I didn't really pay much attention to what was going around me unless I was next to other people, you know near people because I didn't want them to notice what I was going what was going on with me but um because I felt like I was different and that if they found out they would judge me but yeah I just it's kind of like I felt like I was trapped in my own cage the only way mm -hmm. the only person I remember specifically like me being shocked when we all found out. I mean, you told mom and dad before. You told me. But I remember the moment that we were all on the kitchen floor and you were just sharing everything. You're like, I just want this to be over. And I think that was a huge catalyst for me because, I mean, we, we were always together. We were homeschooled together. Um... I mean, I was always hanging out with you guys. I feel like we were never really separated. Even now, we live in the RV. There's not a day that has gone by unless I went on a trip that we haven't spent time together. So being that close to you and still not knowing that you were struggling with that, I was shocked. I was like, you were really good at hiding all the pain that you were feeling and everything around that. So I know you said that if you shared what you were struggling with and all the thoughts that you were thinking with others, you would fear people judging you, people that you trusted, um, that they would look at you differently, that they would treat you differently. I wonder too, like, did you feel that way when you thought about talking to mom and dad for me um i feel like in that circumstance i i feel like it wasn't more of them judging me mm -hmm. it was them acting differently towards me because they would treat me different probably pay more attention to me and i didn't really want that why didn't you want that i guess i just wanted to you mind me asking why would you want to be isolated or why did you feel like you had to isolate yourself um, when you knew that you were hurting and when you knew that you were struggling with all those things I've got man I've gotten I got so used to it that's the only thing that I've really felt that's the only thing that I could return to. It's the only thing that I need to return to. Yeah. I feel like in moments, and I'm sure you 
you've talked about this with me too and we had a conversation with mom before we actually started recording this where you thought that you were the only one experiencing those things and because you did you felt like isolation was the only way to handle it because you didn't think anyone would know how to you know be able to even have just a simple conversation with you because you didn't think that they'd understand you and understand where you've been and you thought you were the only one experiencing all these things right mm-hmm. yeah and so through that I mean I can only imagine you know and I wish that I had noticed because seeing you walk through that was really devastating because I didn't know that you were experiencing all those things and what were the things that I was missing because if I spent so much time with you I like I tell myself like I should have known something was happening and something was wrong and that you were feeling this way and that you were experiencing all these things but I didn't so even just learning now like what are the things to look for you know like what are the conversations that we should be having about depression and suicidal ideation and how do we equip others to notice those things too and I think that's another really cool thing about moving forward with this as we have more conversations we'll have more resources and we'll talk to professionals who you know are able to help answer these questions which I think will be really good for you know it's a learning process this whole thing is learning process Uh, when did you finally share with someone that you were struggling like what was the moment yeah Uh, well I was around 14 um I think first time I shared uh, it was with you and mom I think Mm. in the kitchen yeah and then at nighttime, so uh, I just I remember coming to you guys, coming to mom, and then telling her that I just I'm tired and I don't want to do this anymore. Was it like a weight lifted off? It was. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I just I did it. Why why do it? Same reasons, like, I didn't want to numb me. Yeah, I always, I think you're really brave in sharing your story and continuing to do so. Because like we said, you felt isolated and you didn't know anyone else was experiencing what you were experiencing and being able to then now share your story and do it with so much grace and being able to encourage other people to know that they're not alone. I think I think that's the biggest takeaway from all of this, you know? Like cuz what what is your hope with sharing what you've experienced and talking about your struggles with depression like you know what what is your big takeaway my big takeaway 
Well, first, I don't, I don't really like speaking at all. Mm. Like, so having a conversation with other people and talking about my story is difficult for me. Yeah. But I do it because I hope that my story, people can relate to it and f- find that there is hope mm-hmm. and find that they're that, that they are not alone. And that's that is my takeaway. That's why I talk to people and share my story. Yeah. Can you tell us what it was like to share your story? For the first time in Austin, Texas. I was so nervous. Because that's like, I think that was the second time I talked. Because we talked, I talked to my old church, but that was, um, that was difficult for me to, it's difficult for me to say anything. But, mm. yeah, I felt so nervous. Yeah. Um, but, after that, it was nice to see that other people got something out of it. Mm. And realizing that instead of focusing on myself about like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I need to, I need to calm down. But no, it's just seeing everybody yeah. like hear it and mm. listen to it and then take something from it and talk to their parents and you talk to you, they talk to you too. Yeah. So. It was it was nice to see that. Well, I think there's also a beauty in being open and not having to worry about saying the right thing or having it polished. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, I definitely wasn't polished. <laughs> no, but I think that I think that I think that is so important because when people hear your perspective and hear your story. And hear you do it in such a vulnerable way where you're honest and you literally tell them, like, this is what it is. It sucks that I've gone through this. And you don't have the right words. And sometimes you have a hard time explaining what you were feeling because it's a really hard thing to talk about. But I think when people see you do that, they're like, they feel emboldened and empowered to also do the same thing and not have to worry about having the right words to say or being perfect, whatever that means. Um, and I remember specifically, I mean, we talk about this a lot of the time too, um, about the middle school girl that came up after the show, after you shared your story. And I mean, she told us, her own story of like attempting to commit suicide two weeks prior to that show. And I think after hearing that, we went back to the RV and we debriefed with mom and dad. And we were like, what are we doing? What What is happening? I mean, are we well-equipped to even talk about these things? Because how do we handle the teens and kids who would come up to us and share their own experiences and then talk about how they're thankful that you would share their story with them because now they know that they're not the only ones struggling. And it's so interesting because you said that you felt isolated and that you didn't want to share your story. But I mean, I feel like that's a common theme and a common thread too because 
it's so easy to feel isolated and so easy to feel alone and you're not the only one who feels alone. Everyone that we've met, that we've had conversations with at some point felt like they were the only ones struggling with they were struggling with. And how do you how do you how do you feel like the debrief went after the show? Like what were your takeaways from having that conversation after all that happened? Because I feel like we have two different perspectives because you're the one who shared the story and then I was the one who watched your story unfold and I was learning about things like day by day something new but I was watching it all happen so I was on the outside of what you were feeling but like after after that show during the talk what were all your feelings like how do you feel I was relieved Mm -hmm. because the show was it was very heavy yeah but I was also nervous to talk with mom <laughs> I mean, whenever we talk with mom I'm always nervous but <laughs> why I don't know because we're going to get into like some deep conversations <laughs> and yeah, it's good but it's it is good, good but it's a I've never experience. heard you say that before mom stretches us yeah which is really great for the both of us, but also can be really uncomfortable sometimes because she gives unique perspectives that we're like, dang, mom, why do you have to be so wise? I, <laughs> I, I like, I knew I knew you to hear that, but I didn't want to hear it. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, but keep going. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I can't remember it, like all the details, but I think I might have felt just like, Just knowing that, knowing that this will be a common thing, me sharing my story, mm. ah, I felt a little uneasy because I don't know if I would be able to do that all the time. But also, just the reminder of when we talked to her that it is bigger than me and that people, other people need help just like I did, just like I do. So, I think it's just, it was good to be reminded. And now thinking about it from that show to all the other shows that we've done where you've just shared your story and you continue to do so. And I remember the one, the one show that we had um, where we both got teary-eyed. I don't want you to (laughs) do I know, but I think that was I think that was a healing moment for the both of us because we realized like obviously what could have happened because you were in such a dark place and you're realizing that I could have done a much better job like spending time with you and just sitting with you and like being there for you. And I think because of that you know, it makes us want to do this even more. And you continue to share your story. You continue to be honest about where you've been. And you do it with such an open heart. And I watch you talk to the teens after shows. And it's just really cool to see how people come up to you. And they're encouraged by it. You know, I think it's really cool. And I know that one of the songs that you wrote 
conscience. You play that after you share your story because you wrote it about your story. So can you explain a little bit about conscience? And then I also want to hear about your favorite line. But first, okay. explain the story behind it. <laughs> I wrote this actually. Actually, I wrote this when not when it wasn't when I wasn't thinking I was going to write about it. Mm. It wasn't related. I was writing it for somebody else. Um, so this person just said, write whatever. So and this is like when in the middle of what I was struggling with. Yeah. So I start writing lyrics form on the pages of my book and after like a few verses i know what it's i know what it's about and i continue mm -hmm. it and it's just it's been a process because i've even written some more lyrics over the past year on it about um, the hope seeing the hope there is purpose and it really was a horrible experience and it's just it does take a toll on you mm. but there is purpose in what you struggle with and there is hope so yeah that leads into your favorite line it does lead <laughs> so what are the lyrics in the bridge all of them Whatever you want to share. Um, it's not well, too many. No, it's not too many. There's um, it's purpose in the pain, mm. hope in the suffering, testify what you encounter to confront what you fear. It festers inside your mind. It corrupts your soul. The weight of burdens carried. But I can say, let it go. Mm. My favorite line in there, though, is it's purpose in the pain. Because yeah. that's what's I've been doing for the last year. Mm. The purpose is sharing. So. Yeah. Well, I love you. You too. And I'm really proud of you. Yeah. It's really cool being able to see you grow and become more comfortable with the idea of sharing all of it with everyone. And yeah. I'm really proud of you, bud. Thanks. Thanks for doing this with me. No problem. <laughs> Hopefully you'll come on at some other point. Yeah. You probably will. Probably. I'll drag you along, even though you don't like talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And bye. <laughs>